0: You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire episode 198 for the week of May 22nd, 2016. Welcome back listeners to the longest running podcast dedicated to the epic glory of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire and occasionally Game of Thrones. As always, this is Amin and this is Kyle. And I mean, here we are again, trying some new recording tactics, keeping our fingers crossed. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, in today's episode, we are going to be reviewing, recapping Season 6, Episode 5, The Door. Quite an emotional one. I mean, what is your lemon cake rating for this bad boy? I'll give it 3.75. thought it was a good episode,
1: and ending was pretty awesome, so...
0: Yeah, I think I gotta give it a 4, just because, uh, oof, it left a mark. That's for sure. I'll never respond to somebody asking me to hold the door the same way. I <laughs> it's a new code word if you go in the elevator. Just say Hodor. Hodor. So you, know, you know if they like Game of <laughs> oh, and So why don't we start off with uh, what's going on up in the north there. Sure. Above, north of the wall. Right at the beginning we, uh, we find out that the Children of the Forest created the White Walkers.
1: Yeah, big big reveal there that we had i mean we put that on the table that was one of the theories where they came from as maybe as a weapon against the first men
0: so yeah so they made them as a weapon right they didn't they that wasn't like their their punishment against the first man they created they took the first men and turned them into a weapon against themselves yeah we had discussed
1: this is one of the options that being discussed it was only the timelines that was a little bit tricky of when they first arrived that was i mean in, in the books it's hard hard to figure out but the show confirms it, that they're made as a weapon so yeah, i guess that's an interesting point i guess like i mean it was still during the war with the first men it wasn't it was before the peace
0: yeah i was actually reading an article today that was wondering the same thing. Uh, I can't remember where exactly it was, but they were saying uh, there's this piece that happened, and in their timeline that they were figuring out, this creation of the White Walkers would have happened during that piece. And they're like, well, that doesn't exactly mm. line up. So we're trying to figure out where exactly it goes. But.
1: Maybe they were made and put on ice, and then
0: they broke out afterwards or
1: something. <laughs> they were like made, they weren't used, and then they escaped later on. Because yeah, it was the only thing that I mean uh, that was one of the main theories. I mean there was two: either they evolved naturally, like like another race there, or they were a weapon. But if they were a weapon, you have to say when did that? When exactly did that happen? I don't think it was during the Andal stuff. This is because the first time the others came was well, they only the first men were over there, so it had to be early, early on.
0: Mm. So so they create they're fighting the first man they turn the first men or some of the first men into the others into the white walkers here. Yeah. And then um assuming and then at that point is when the white walkers just are all over Westeros killing first men or was it immediately they went, "Oh shit, we've got a problem." <laughs> How long were the white walkers just running around killing first men all across Westeros for a while? And then and then the and then the prince that was promised showed up and and fought them back to the north? The children helped
1: the, the hero in the west too. So it seems that they probably turned against the children pretty early as well. But I'm wondering how this fits into the idea that they were all also over in Essos. Because that stuff was going on over there as well. Do you still believe they were over in Essos? I do. In the books anyways. But, but I mean this, this reveal seems to be from the books as well. So let's just assume that this is their weapon in the books as well. So, I mean, there, apparently there was children also in Essos as well. So did they, <laughs> did they go both ways? I don't know, like, how they... I, I think they were over in Essos, yes.
0: Huh. I, I, I don't know if I subscribe to that one, but then again, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um.
1: It could be that children in, in different areas tried different desperate methods, and they didn't quite make others, but they made, again, another weapon over there. Because I think there were children over there as well. It's kind of suspected.
0: Mm. so is the night king in the show replacing the great other of the books
1: yeah i think so i mean it's, it looks like it's the original guy right
0: yeah so where's this giant spider
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think i guess i mean they have enough like supernatural stuff that i guess they don't need the the spider okay. as well but what was interesting the guy the, the person that was making him too is that the exact same person or they just all look the same i, th- I think old. the
0: one that, i think the one they made was is the night king yeah, but like the person stabbing it in, like oh a, oh, um, uh, possibly they. I mean, yeah, leaf this character, leaf. They they do say that they were granted very long life, right? really long life, <laughs> really long life, <laughs> and then to die in a cave <laughs> after oh. all that, <laughs> boom. <clears throat> and then we uh, we get this scene uh, where Bran is uh, he sort of uh, everybody's sleeping. And so he does some uh, time traveling on his own, without Bloodraven. There, oh, it's not Bloodraven in the show; it's a three eyed raven. Right? Yeah. So, um, and he uh, finds himself walking through an army of whites that cannot see him, until he reaches the four horsemen. Others in the back, mm. and um, the Night King can see him and touches him and marks him. Was this the tree? The tree they were standing at that the others were was that the same tree that they were in? Because it didn't Hmm. look it looked dead. And uh actually when they show the aerial view of it, when the guy uh when the children of the forest turn him into the other, they show the aerial view of that area and that tree, and uh it looks like exactly like how the others had uh put the bodies in earlier seasons when they killed him. Remember they made those things in the ground, those shapes? Yeah, I think that I mean that was mentioned either in the inside the episode or
1: somewhere else i saw that that kind of links all together that they're trying to replicate that shape yep so that that was cool that they i mean they knew this from the very start then they've been planting
0: the seeds so the night king can see bran he marks him yeah and then uh how can he see him he's got Ah, he's he's all he's all powerful (laughs) um but what is this mark? So is he now going to be able to follow Bran wherever he goes?
1: It's a good question. I mean, does it how does it affect uh, them getting through the wall or something? I think I saw some speculation about that, but I think we need to wait to see next episode before we try to draw too far on this because it could just be a one-time event. So we'll see how it if he continues to have like dreams where he sees, sees the Night King.
0: Okay. So, uh he uh, eventually the Night King and his army arrive, and we have a slew of deaths. Um, whites are, are getting mowed down. We got an other that Mirror takes out, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, we got Children of the Forest getting slaughtered. Then we get to the big guns. We've got um, the man in the tree, dead, gone. Mm. Ran, all this time he's been trying to find him, gets a little bit of training, and this dude is toast. Um, it looks like the Night King had been looking for him for a while, or, or just maybe trying to get into this cave for a while. He kind of gave him this look, you know. He's probably seen him in his visions before. Yeah,
1: I think all the big players kind of know each other in that area. So
0: Night King gets taken, excuse me, um, uh, the guy in the tree gets taken out. Then Summer gets taken out. Yeah. Summer is dead. The winter has arrived
1: yeah he went at least he went down saving bran but it was really yeah. i mean it was a sad moment another more dire, dire wolf death
0: it was, was kind of pointless like he should have just <laughs> stayed with bran like come on yeah.
1: come on if we want to speculate like outside the storyline i mean was it just to save money that they killed him off or was it to is it really just that i mean it has that that as you said that meaning that summer is over and winter's here yeah so summer could die anyways but do you think that inspired it That they didn't want to have more wolf scenes
0: i don't know i don't know no. All I know is we're down to two wolves. We're down to Ghost and Nymeria somewhere yeah. out there.
1: And Nymeria's not on the main screen, so I did not have to worry about that. She's awesome. Exactly.
0: I just wanted to show up with uh, with our army of wolves and just start tearing motherfuckers apart. Let's do this.
1: Yeah.
0: So then we get to the big one. Uh, Hodor. We get his origin. Hold the door. Hold the door, I mean. <laughs>
1: His hero moment there, another person who's not a knight, but, I mean, is more of a knight than many of them.
0: Not all heroes hold weapons. Yeah. Some just hold the door. When one senses, there's a huge setup
1: for all the way from the start to have that name like that. But two, it shows of the time-traveling stuff that like the brand can have an effect that is that's the big thing that comes out of it i think
0: i completely agree with yeah. you i think that is the most important part and while hodor dying is certainly uh, huge and emotional for all of us i think the really important thing is that we find out that brand can in fact affect the past yeah um and yes it was this very traumatic moment so that kind of like spurred it on but let's let's go through the steps here so he's he's in the past he's doing the uh green seeing thing and in the present he wargs He unconsciously like wargs into hodor starts dragging himself and then uh mira tells him to stay and is he still in hodor in the present when he like when is when mira's voice goes into the past and does he warg into willis in the past at the same time is that is that exactly what happens his eyes yeah in the past his eyes go white as well so he's connected in that way
1: i don't know the exactly what order of things happen like is he just getting the commands and then his brain is getting damaged from that. Is, is his brain damaged because Hodor dies in, in the present too? I, I don't know the exact mechanics of it, but the, I mean, what matters is his brand can affect the past. He can't. He doesn't just view it, he affects the past. And yeah. so if he does that once, he can do that again. But in in, in some sense, it's, it's not like complete control of the past because it's, this is almost like, this was fated. I mean, Hodor was in this state from the very start, so it's like kind of like a predestination.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a loop. Some some yeah. some some people do time travel as a loop. Like yeah. no matter what happens, that's what how it is. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. So they don't almost it's almost not any real advantage at all. It's just it's just like anything else that happens. Because but it's kind of funny because when, when when they found out that the I mean the Night King was coming for them and it's like okay let's get out of here and they seem to be just kind of like dicking around and like looking at this past scene. It's like why are they doing this? But it's like well they have to do this. Did the Three Eyed Crow know that the second he saw Hodor that like this is, has to happen? He has to be going to this, this particular state. They have to go look at this past video. They, ha- they needed to do that because that's what happened.
0: Yeah, and I, I think yeah. that's the way this show has to do it because that means Bran can't, you know, he can't go and bring his dad back or anything no. like that. Like, everybody that has died will die and has died and, and will again. Um, so he can't change anything. He can just... Uh, yeah, he, but he might he, have caused things that happen already, and, but we f- see it
1: later. Yes. He might have. So he, later he's going to go set into motion things that have already happened. So he's not bringing Ned uh, back, but maybe, I mean, there's since this thing came out, there's all this like look at the old time travel theories that have been out there. There's one like, oh, maybe Bran made the Mad King go mad. I don't think that's true. I think the Mad King's genetics <laughs> made him go <laughs> mad. But maybe Bran built the wall. Well, well, maybe. Maybe he went back there and he caused something to lead to the generation of the wall. Mm. That could happen, like a, an old Bran causing that, knowing yep. that the wall needs to be built.
0: I have a theory about something that Bran did that uh, we will get to later in the episode. Mm. Okay. Um, so, uh, it, it was a cocky, cockamamie theory when I first thought it up, but uh, I think it has grown a little bit. So, I'm excited to hear what you have to think about it.
1: But, I mean, just as a, as a side note of this, I mean, if Bran can affect things back in time, like, come on, he's going to be able to take over a dragon. Like, how can that be more difficult? You think so, yeah. huh? Yeah. He's, like, the most powerful person in this ability ever so
0: yeah. <laughs> very cool yeah. so uh anything else about uh brand before we move on
1: no i mm-hmm. think that's good and I, I mean the technically the term is skin change but i think we,
0: we call it dark dark into dragons so <laughs> oh the, yeah skin changing because because yeah. all warging is skin changing but not all skin changing is warging exactly okay so uh um let's go on to sansa here and she visits littlefinger in molestown she gets a letter for him uh, Littlefinger has used his TARDIS to get to Molestown. And, uh, yeah, we have this, uh, pretty heavy scene that mm. Sansa is not very happy with this man. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then it makes sense. I mean, that's kind of what I thought she would do. She'd be pissed off at him and wouldn't trust him. Uh, but she didn't kill him either. So I guess she's kind of keeping her options open there, but yeah,
0: yeah, I don't think that anything would have benefited from killing him. And I think she knows that we learned that like last season when she, uh, after the whole scene where she saves Peter, she's like, "I know what you want now," or something like that. So she knows she's still got this power over him, and uh, I think she's learning that. Yeah, she can she can play the game when she needs to manipulate him. He's still around, right? Yeah, but she
1: probably should still just said, "Okay, like send those guys against the Bolton's
0: or whatever." Like <laughs> strung him on a little bit
1: while being aware of what he is. Okay, because I mean. They need troops now. They don't have to work in tandem with Littlefinger, but could kind of it helps if they send them like, against <laughs> the ball. They're sitting at Mode Kaelin
0: right now, apparently. So, yeah, they are right there at the in the neck, just yeah. ready to go, ready to go. And that's pretty big. Do we? We don't know how big their army is, but we know that they are sizable and they are well rested.
1: Yeah, exactly. they we don't know, especially in the
0: show, we don't know the numbers, right? But exactly. at least they're well rested. So another piece of information we get from Littlefinger is that uh, Brynden. The Blackfish has gathered whatever Tully forces remain and has retaken River Run. That
1: came out of nowhere. <laughs> well, River Run was never important in the show. Like, it was always downplayed. So it's never, I mean, in, in terms of numbers, uh, I didn't even know it was it had fallen, really, uh, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's true. They
0: never really say what happened yeah. to it.
1: The Riverlands numbers were were put down, but Brendan himself at least being built up, which is like Brendan the legend or whatever. So that's cool.
0: <laughs> I guess he's finally <laughs> finished taking his piss. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> uh, he has returned. So yeah, he left Pink Walder, and then he moved. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's a juicy bit of information there, and uh, I don't know where. Yeah, and oh, then we get. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I mean,
1: like, uh, let's, oh, we have to have my nitpick of the week. I mean,
0: like. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, it
1: doesn't matter in the show. Like, whatever. Like, it's he's he's a hero, but like. Like, he's barely holding on to the Riverlands.
0: I know. Yeah. I like how Sansa's like... This uh, army that didn't even help my, Rob because yeah. it was so small. Like, he, he, she's, like she's like, my great uncle has an army. He'll come help us. I'm like, what do you think the Tully Fort... you think he has an army? It's probably like a bunch of people, a <laughs> bunch of peasants, like, <laughs> starving and everything. Yeah.
1: He himself would be useful, though. I mean, they, they need commanders. If they got him oh, yeah. over, that'd be useful. But like, And, and
0: Davos says that later on. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's a well-known name. Or he's going to be good.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that, that
0: carries way more than than the actual troops that they could bring up there. It's funny because this is a moment I've been waiting for in the books because yeah. Blackfish is so badass. But in the show, I was like, oh, that douche is back.
1: Ugh. But, I mean, compared to everybody else that's in there, right? So, But do you think <laughs> they'll actually, so he will actually show up on screen right now or he's just being set up for something later?
0: I'll. I he'll show up like next season or something mm. like that. I don't yeah. think he'll be. um we we'll get season. Edmure back? Yeah. His oh, wh- what was the last we heard of him in the show? Oh, uh, he's still alive. He's just captured, so. Oh, that's right. There were all the memes, and he's like, I just had sex. What's going on? <laughs> 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 uh, okay, so after this, we get the uh, the battle plan scene um, where Sansa lies about the Tully information, where she got the Tully information from. She doesn't want anybody to know that she met with Littlefinger. Mm-hmm. She is uh, keeping some secrets now. Ooh, good or bad? What do you? How do you think that play is going to go down?
1: I think it's bad. Uh, to be honest, I think it'd be better to put it out on the table and see what happens. I don't know. If, is that's because like Littlefinger put a like a bit of doubt on her against John, or she just feels embarrassed about Littlefinger? Or, uh, I don't know. Like I, I don't think it's a good thing. Okay. She kept that secret, so.
0: What do you think about their plan that they're just going to walk? They're going to walk. They're going to go around the north and gather all the smaller houses.
1: Um, uh, it's kind of what Stannis did, right? Like, if you get enough smaller houses together, it's still a good force. So, seems seems what they have to do. Especially, especially they don't know about the. Uh, I mean, like that's the thing. Like from from our point of view, it's like yeah. I'll tell John about this. Like you don't have to ally yourself with the. Eerie, but you could still take advantage of that knowledge knowing that there's a force
0: there right yeah so i think that information should have been told to john so then that could be bad shall see so brienne wants uh or excuse me sansa wants brienne to go down to river run and gather uh brendan and the tully force but uh brienne says no i need to be here with you and uh, i think brienne kind of wins out on this fight right and she's saying with the group to go around the north Right? Oh, that's a good question. Actually, I
1: I, I didn't quite catch the because because the scene ended,
0: right? Yeah, so we we have Tormund looking again at Brienne and in, in the funny moment of the of the week. Yeah. Well,
1: I hope she did. I mean, Sansa needs her around. She's. I mean, r- super reliable and yes. uh, And we don't want yeah, Tormund she, to get his heart break-
0: broken too early too, <laughs> right? So it's like that wilding fellow with the beard. Yeah, so I was a little unclear on whether or not she is sticking with the group or if she is going to be splitting off and going to Run. I'm, I'm I'm a little foggy on that but uh, we'll find out. Without her going to River Run, it's kind of weird to see Brendan and the rest.
1: Like, who's going to be our, like, we just see them? Like, he's kind of, I mean, it's not like the book, so you need a POV to head over there, but usually they have so far they've had somebody established kind of show what's going on, so... Are they going to just pan over to Riverrun without Brian there?
0: No, I think I think Brendan will probably just show up at some point, like with his forces or <laughs> something. Yeah, I don't know, Ooh, I don't know, but uh, yeah. So then we head over to Pike, where the King's Moot is quickly happening with not so many townsfolk. Um, <laughs> they uh, this reminded me of the um, the uh, the King's Festival in the first season. Uh, what, what am I trying to think of? <laughs> when when oh. it's supposed to be all of King's Landing and it's like a few yeah. people. No, this... Oh, the, the, yeah! The, the,
1: the tournament of the, hand. the tournament yeah tournament. The of the hand. yeah yeah at the yeah. tourney
0: of the hand and they yeah. were like 10 people there yeah um, <laughs> this the king's moot reminded me of that oh, it was yeah. like we're voting for a new king of the iron, <laughs> iron islands and 20 of you showed up i guess it's like modern day elections where yeah. nobody really gives a these are super delegates the rest don't get a vote <laughs> <laughs> the people choose the winner not yeah. really it's the super delegates yeah. so uh yara is the first to step up and uh we get Theon supporting her. He, he he does not turn the cheek. I never thought he would. Mm. I love my boy Theon. Um, and he supports her through and through. Here we are. She is your rightful queen. Um, and her plan is to build a fleet, the biggest fleet. And uh, she doesn't really say what she's going to do with the fleet before Euron shows up. And uh, Euron wins it a little easy. <laughs> there wasn't much of a battle going yeah. on here. Well, he I mean, the
1: slaying too. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I killed my brother, but it was the right thing to do. It, it, it's kind of consistent, though. It's it's like it, it it doesn't seem to carry the same weight anywhere. So it's actually consistent.
0: Yeah, and then he says he's going to do the same thing. He's going to build a fleet, but here comes the plan. He's going to sail it to Marine. Mm. He's going to collect Daenerys because he knows somehow. And I ask you, how he knows? Know somehow that daenerys needs a fleet could he have possibly burnt her fleet could he be the reason
1: interesting the I mean, the i'm a culprit not, i'm not sure how the timing works but it could you're right oh, he could the be timing
0: involved. everybody teleports all over the fucking yeah. place. there's, there's yeah, no lockdown timing true. in this show
1: particularly in the show i mean even in the books it, it, when he we still had that theory that he was uh dario i mean it was like all oh, blood magic could power him through right so yeah like so you think he he either caused that or was was aware of that. Or even if there was a fleet there, I mean,
0: it might not have been enough.
1: But, it, I mean, it being burned, yes, for sure, they're dependent on him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That's one of the theories out there. that Euron had something to do with the burning of the fleet. So, Daenerys' fleet. But uh, anyway, he's going to go over there and he's going to get her. And he, she's going to be the queen. He's going to be the king. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, after he does this plan, he is just, boom, he is the fucking king. Like, there's <laughs> no more arguing. But it, I mean, it's
1: the same plan in the books, too. It's to get Danny over there, like, bring yes. her over. So he's, he's playing big. He wants all the Westeros. He promises all the Westeros, not like a corner of it.
0: And then he gets um, drowned. He meets the drowned god. Yeah. Um. And it, had he never done this before? I thought you only do it once. And I guess he left before he did it.
1: He's also, I mean, he's not religious in the books. Like, he's a... T- he jokes about it, but he's he's playing it differently. He's a different character here. Okay, right? he's not like the magical like eye patch <laughs> <Arr>. <laughs> guy related to three eyed raven. He's just like a power player. Like he's a guy who politically wants to get power with the, with his army and with Daenerys. So yeah.
0: And then uh, as this is happening, Theon and Yara and what seems like every single man on the Iron Island um, <laughs> escapes in their best ships, which is like fifty ships. How yes. many ships did they sail away yeah. in? Jeez, sweet Moses. Um they took a lot of ships. Oh, um, well, they did, gonna, yeah. Holy crap. And where are they going? I mean
1: they're they gonna try to rally and fight or are they gonna go somewhere to I
0: don't know. They just they, what? They just took that fleet and they busted yeah, out it
1: looks like they have fifty ships and these guys have nothing. So I know <laughs> he's like building like, why have them built it from scratch? Like, even within the books, it was it, it's really, like, it was literally like 10 years ago when Robert left, they started building right away. It was the only way they could have got that many ships. And now they're going to build a thousand ships out of nowhere? Like, did they not have ships before? It's like, oh, let's build ships. Well, yeah, that's Wait. a good idea. They,
0: um, they had some ships, but the yeah. Yara just took them.
1: Yeah, but they, the <laughs> idea to build ships was before they took them. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to build us a fleet. And Yara's idea was, I'm going to build us a fleet. Goddammit. Don't you have
0: a fleet already? Like, that was the campaign they were running
1: yeah. on. In the books, he comes and steals the fleet that's already there and then goes with it. I know they, they, they want to put him on delay. You know, they they did they, they don't want him to go over right away, so I'll have him building ships. But the stealing of the ships could have been the delay. So why come in and say, I'm going to build a thousand ships? And how long is that going to take? Is it going to
0: build it? <laughs> it's going to take a, a week or two, yeah. I'm
1: thinking. <laughs> huh. So that was just the other big nip. It just didn't make sense to me. Like, Why even use that dialogue for that? You could do it a different way. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: I'm just curious where they're going. Are they gonna try to like mm. beat him beat him to Daenerys? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean he's he'd give that idea out now, right? And then, and then Daenerys and Theon will get married.
1: <laughs> Daenerys uh, and uh Yara? Oh, I'm down.
0: <laughs> um okay, so uh anything else about the Iron Islands there? No, no, it's That's fine, I think. Let's so let's go across the sea. With Theon and Yara, uh, we head over to Bravos and Arya, where she is doing more training with the waif um and we get sort of this whole background and origin about the faceless men yeah uh, he he tells us that no lords and ladies have ever been faceless men before that they, the first ones were slaves, and eventually they all they came here and built marine and uh and the house of black and white and um, they lower class are slaves, yeah, so this is new I guess to
1: take someone from upper class
0: yeah this is kind of new to them and you can tell that they're a bit weary of it because she's much more known hmm. i would think than um than a slave or a uh, lower class person so um
1: true so yeah, harder we... to lose her identity yeah both like just the way she grew up i mean she she has all these experiences that made her open to even going there that's why they're considering her like that she went
0: through all of that in Westeros, but hmm. But at the same time, it might be important because she might be able to get places or something yeah. where. She's not going to. I mean, we, I think we agree. She's not going to stay in there for the long run. She's going to probably break out early at some point. She's still a star. I so, would think so. Yeah. Although, I, I still believe she's going to get sent on some sort of mission and she's going to go. And then she's going to, like, while she's on the road, she's going yeah. um, like, sh- like she's she's to leave. Yeah. Yeah, like, the person she's supposed to take out is. Someone personal or close or yeah. um, someone like John or something like that. Um, so, uh, yeah. Then she goes and she watches this play, um, which is the death of Robert and, and Ned and um, everything from uh, Sept of Baylor in the first season and beyond. So, But uh, now she has to kill Cersei, which is kind of ironic because Cersei is one of the yeah. few names still on her list. Um and it's the sansa character that wants to kill cersei is that what it is the younger
1: actress is probably the one that yeah i don't know how exactly i mean the payment seems to vary it's not always the same but you kind of have to give up something dear i don't i mean I, I, in one sense it was an interesting scene especially the faceless men back up to it but the play itself could seem a little bit long i agree it did seem a little bit long and yeah. it was like it was like recap time yeah. <laughs> i mean the, a show can avatar the last airbender has a, an entire episode Dedicated to a play, it's actually one of the best in the show. So you can have a play recapping stuff happened before if you really like go deep and analyze. It'd be a little bit of that, but it really was just kind of just seeing Arya mad and sad for an extended period of time.
0: oh But yeah, it did kind of show that she is still indeed Arya, and that she yes. has not lost all this emotion and everything like this. You also yeah. have Dick Warts oh yeah we got some titties (laughs) and some dicks in this scene
1: and i I think that that specifically was put in there because there had been complaints about like tit to dick ratio (laughs) this show has a terrible tit to dick ratio so like okay i mean i I think that that was specifically put in there for that purpose it's like that was just like boom that was we heard about that so here have one (laughs) Wardy and all of
0: it So moving on, we head to let's see where are my notes. So let's go over to Daenerys. We have a short scene here, but but very emotional, um, where uh, Jorah shows Daenerys his grayscale and confesses his love for her, and uh, she sort of orders him to uh, that she can't keep him around, but orders him to find the cure. Yeah. What? Well, How did you feel about this scene? Thought it was a good scene. I'm,
1: I'm glad that she knows about it so he's not like dragging along with her without her Dra- knowing. Drag on along with it. Yeah, her? and potentially affect her army. So that's good. And but do you think that Dora actually is gonna find a cure or this just this is a way just to get him off?
0: Well, so. we know from Shireen that uh, uh, or, uh, last season that Stannis called in all these people and they were able to like halt the progression of her grayscale, so we know that hmm. there's the possibility that it can be halted. It's also the kind of the child's
1: form of it, though. Too, It's a little bit different than an adult. I think.
0: Mm. Yeah, but uh, the possibilities out there, we don't know. Don't well,
1: with the, with with, every, with the magic getting so powerful everywhere, I mean, he's got to find somebody with magic that can cancel yeah. this thing somehow. So maybe that's possible.
0: Uh, any predictions about that? What's going to happen with Jorah?
1: I mean, the, when he first got this disease, the idea was that he might be the john con that goes west and brings it to westeros and have a plague now i don't know honestly i think they can do whatever they want with it they've got their options open Mm. so
0: we shall see um so we head to marine where uh a fragile peace is is occurring right now there have been no deaths uh since since Tyrion's chat with the the masters Mm. so uh fragile indeed, do you think they're all just sitting on their sides thinking about what to do?
1: Well, they, they're definitely considering the op- offer. They might not take it, but they're thinking about it. So,
0: mm. so uh, Tyrion, Tyrion comes up with the idea, I'm a little foggy on what exactly is going on here, but he he wants the word spread to the people that, that Daenerys is the reason there's peace, mm. or does he want him and his advisors to be known as the people that have brought this piece. Did, did you exactly pick up on... Danny's
1: he's using Danny's uh, kind of like fit into this whole prophecy and vision thing. And then he'll just carry it right in the coattails. He'll be like, oh, I'm supporting her.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so to do this, they need uh, somebody who preaches to the people, I guess. So they bring yeah. in a new red priestess. She sees. She believes that Daenerys is the prince that was promised. So now we have two princes that were promised. Um, And can there be two? Does it have to be one? Could be three. Could be three. (laughs) Well, that's not confusing. Three Three is more likely than two. Why is Uh, that?
1: I think because three is like the number that keeps repeating everywhere, and so you can have a third person be involved there.
0: Okay. All right. So uh, Varys doesn't like this lady very much. Mm. He uh, he is not into the magic and stuff like that. But she uh, she kind of puts a scares the living shit out of him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she knows all about his uh, his bits getting burned and everything. And she asks him if he wants to know who the voice was that he heard. Mm. Who do you think it is? Who do you think? What do you think it is? I always assumed it was Rollo.
1: The way it was described, kind of in the books, makes it seem it was not relore. It was, I mean, I guess the Great Other, like if, if you're going to say it's something other than R'hllor, That's what he was who he's trying to communicate with. But
0: all right, well, here's yeah. my here's my crazy theory I yep. mentioned before. I mean, oh, is it the, Brand? <laughs> the voice is Brand. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. What I was doing after Buzz yeah. and uh, and my co-hosts were talking about. Oh, the voice, the voice, the voice, and I was like. Wait a minute, we had another voice this <laughs> this episode and and, and this episode uh, a couple episodes ago when he said his dad's name at the Tower yeah. of Joy. And I was like, that's crazy. I like laughed at myself. I'm like that's the dumbest thing I've ever I've ever <laughs> said. And then I was like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm like, what if the dragons are needed to fight the others? Yes, right? And so Bran knows this or Bran will find this out. And he needs someone to make sure that Daenerys gets to Westeros. And who do we know has been wanting Daenerys, or a Targaryen, uh, at least you know in the show, in the show yeah. uh, Daenerys, to get to Westeros? Varys has been wanting her this entire time. And so what if Bran is the one who sets Varys on this path?
1: entirely possible because this is the kind of move that is done in this kind of time travel loop is when you go a a late character goes and sets up this stuff it's not that he's going to go back and save his dad but it is he's going to go back and set things into motion that need to be set so yeah this could be possible particularly within the show uh the other the other thing that this theory brings to mind when you said it is like yeah Bran it kind of is like i mean regardless of whether like this voice is him or not he's kind of like the closest thing to a god right now other than the the night king because like he can see through time he can affect things back in time he can communicate with people it's like and he's like the top of the rank of the first like uh of like the children of the forest type like magic so that the old gods network so he's like he's becoming mm. like a god the consequence of that is interesting to think about
0: yeah i mean that's my that's my crazy theory at the moment here <laughs> <laughs> okay so, and then i got kind of the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, this could kind of make sense. So I don't know. I'd like to hear our listeners. Let us know in the comments, uh, what you think about that crazy theory? So we'll see. I said it on AfterBuzz, and I was like, I am so sorry. I apologize. (laughs) And then then we have a live chat going and like people in the live chat were like, yeah, we agree. Definitely. Definitely. And I was like, Oh Jesus. (laughs) So, uh, either they were mocking me or let's start the movement. Um,
1: the other thing about that scene was uh, she kind of never really said much about Melisandre. She kept saying like, "Oh, what about Melisandre?" Can you just said like she was a rogue? I don't know if she just didn't want to bother give him any information. Or
0: well, well, uh, Vari says that Mel- Melisandre believed that um, Stannis was the prince that was promised, and then Kinvara was like, "Well, yes, um, but we are human and we make mistakes. Rhaegar doesn't make the mistakes we do." Mm. Kind of just brush that off aside. Very, very, very political, political <laughs> answer. Let's see that at a debate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that's that's this episode. Did I miss anything? Anything you needed to bring up or chat about? I mean, no. I
1: think that's all I wanted to to cover as well. I'm looking through here. Yeah. You got any got any news? Uh, two yeah two bits of news then. Okay. One is that we're actually hoping to, to record together the uh, podcast of Ice and Fire 200th episode to get the four of us back together. Yes. Yeah. So what we're doing is taking submissions for that. Just like let us know your favorite podcast moment the past eight years. Record it and then like what you, tell us your name and what that moment was. And then email us at iceandfirepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, by, let's say, like June, June 2nd. So let's collect feedback for that and questions yeah, yeah. Well. i mean we're collecting on the forums we're collecting questions for Q&A so that's that and the second bit of news is the we are actually successfully nominated for the podcast awards now we're on the slate for entertainment podcast oh yeah so starting may 29th there's going to be daily voting for 2 weeks this is the last time we're trying for this like we've tried before we didn't get it so there, we can give it one last push so if you've liked the podcast and you want to vote for us that's great I mean obviously if you don't want to vote for us you don't have to, nobody's forcing you to vote but I mean because there was a bit of feedback that people were saying like well you guys are like barely podcasting now, you're doing short episodes well okay, even if you're not happy with the podcast now, think of it like Game of Thrones season 5 when they won the Emmys the Emmys weren't just for season five; they were for the whole length of the show. So that's this is what this is. This is our Emmys. So what a
0: politician! Look at you. You're
1: voting for the eight years of the podcast, even if you're because <laughs> I. I mean, I think that all those Emmys were not just for season five; it was for being around for five seasons and being successful. So that's that's my plug for this one. But boom, yeah,
0: very nice. I wanted to uh, thank one of our listeners who sent us a jersey. Oh, you got it. Oh yes, I did, and it put the biggest friggin' smile on my face, man. I got it. I got it in the mail <laughs> yesterday, and it is the coolest thing. It is a man Man-Woo- Man Woody United jersey um, with my name and the number six, and a wonderful letter explaining the importance. And uh, I'm not a big soccer fan, so I didn't know the significance of the number, but he told me um, I'm a defensive midfielder, and that's awesome. So thank you, uh, Jonathan Egan. Egan Vector. Is his Igen, name? I think yeah. Igan. Okay, Jonathan yeah. Igan. Um, thank you so much, man. Uh, I will wear it with pride. Thank you.
1: Cool. We should get a picture of you with that or something, or the shirt at least. I like can jersey. I can put that up.
0: Oh yeah, I'll definitely episode. be. I'll definitely be posting that on on my Twitter yeah. at Kyle Matic. Um, so he was at the Ice and Fire Con last couple of years, and we got our
1: jerseys, and so Mimi should be getting hers as well. Then soon, we should see her nice. reaction
0: to that. <laughs> I love it. That's that's the coolest thing. I'm, I'm, I'm floored whenever we receive anything from the fans. Um, it just blows my mind. It puts such a huge smile on my face. So thank you, Jonathan, and thanks to everybody. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode recap of Season 6, Episode 5, The Door. You can follow us on Twitter at A-P-O-I-A-F at a podcast of Ice and Fire on Facebook and join the forums. The discussion is always raging over there. And until next time. See you next time. So am I stopping this right now? Uh, let's, yeah, let's stop it now. Yeah,
1: stop it and then save. Uh, stop. All right, I'm going to stop the call as well and see how that went.
0: Oops, I deleted it. No. (laughs) don't want to zen caster it no that thing is shit (laughs) what do you mean that thing is shit it failed twice what are you talking about
1: (laughs) it has never worked properly like 100 percent. it's always had problems i have to realign it and then it failed last time right
0: well it failed because you left early
1: yeah but it's out of sync it's a huge amount of effort to edit that okay let's see um do you have Audacity on your computer? Uh, yep. Let me see if that records while, I, while I'm talking on Skype. Because that could be our backup. If we record at the same time on Audacity, let's see. Okay, I'm talking. Yeah, it is recording. Okay. All right. That is could, it just
0: recording you or is it recording Just
1: both me, of us? Just me. But if we, if we both press start at the same time,
0: <laughs>
1: no. it'll be our backup record. We also save it as a file so it has a name, because otherwise it could crash if it gets too big. That's actually the how we initially uh, recorded <laughs> way back when was was like this, like the first couple of episodes we were all running Audacity. Oh yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and then Ashley like, put it together.
0: Mm.
1: So, Alright. Uh, and I have a recorder going as well, so between the two of
0: them it should work. <laughs> oh god, here we go. <laughs> Uh, on the number three. So one, two, three, and then like right, right at three, we'll click record. Yeah, hold on. let me let me close what's in here before then. I'll... Although it's it's not gonna really matter that. No, much. but it still helps to be close up to each other. Okay, okay. are we ready? Yep. <clears throat> one, two, three. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. Here good. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Old school. All right.